0: Welcome back to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor.
1: And I'm Lucy Cecil. We are back, baby. How does it feel? (laughs) Feels great. Feels amazing. Feels like coming home after a long stint away, almost like maybe we've been in the wars and and we're back. Here we are on the doorstep. Our our children, uh, our metaphorical podcast children are running towards us. Daddy, 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 my daddy. And here we are back Don't. you're making me feel nostalgic for Christmas oh uh, that is quite because uh, of, <laughs> yeah, of, ra- of railway children yeah of yeah
0: um yeah so have you, have you got any any war stories to share what have you been doing with your time um oh, off yeah. from wow. this our podcast
1: well I mean there are some you know truly war-torn stories that you know probably shouldn't be uh you know they, they should probably deserve their own podcast so I have to do that as well you know just a whole nother podcast about my war stories
0: yeah love how you're suggesting another podcast when we haven't been recording for five weeks and um the optimism is um encouraging I'll say that
1: well yeah you know you've got to manifest these things Olivia to be honest um no I yeah the other day I was talking to somebody about um an idea I had for another podcast not not a war podcast and even another one a third one um and was like oh yeah that'd be so good and then I was like no Lucy you can barely do the one that you already have just do the one you have and do it well so here we are back to do it uh well hopefully
0: I'm thinking that like me you are perhaps an Enneagram seven which is somebody that um gets inspired very easily but um like to sort of like have fingers in a lot of pies and is just always like thinking about different things and can struggle to maybe like focus on the on the one thing I mean sorry if that's coming off as a read it's not but it just means that like you're inspired by a lot of things at the same time I guess.
1: Yeah I mean that does sound like me but I have no idea what the word Enneagram is. I've never heard it before in my life.
0: Okay well Enneagram is a bit like I think we've discussed it on the podcast before. It is um, a bit like the uh, Myers-Briggs test. It's a different form of personality test and you have to um do the test and you get given a number and the number corresponds to like a certain personality type and the idea of it is supposed to help you understand yourself better but also as a tool to like understand other people around you it's a bit sort of like love language e in that sense but like a sort of platonic thing where you can be like okay this person is acting in this way because this is their personality type and this is how they're seeing the world so it kind of helps you to um understand relationships and um, friendships and things like that but um yeah that I know that that is an Enneagram 7 quality um, right but apparently um people do it and they get like different readings at the beginning because they're not always like being honest about what their true personality is I mean do we, do any of us even know who we really are wow. um you know give yourself a week between now and the next record do the test and then um and then let's see what our personality types are.
1: Okay, yeah, I absolutely will. I, I like, uh, like I have two, like, uh, two-pronged attack when it comes to, like, things like that. Um, on the one hand, I, like, basically don't believe in them and think that they're dumb. But on the other hand, I absolutely love to do the test and find out which one I am.
0: <laughs> love to do the test. It all harkens back to, like, reading Miz when we're, like, nine years old. It exactly. Just, yeah. Finding out what holiday you should go on or whatever. So... Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can hear clinking it's a very hot day we're in the middle of this um early June heat wave and I've got a lemon water with a lot of ice in it so
1: stunning yeah it is um it has been absolutely glorious uh for the past week or so which is very nice um especially because all of May was basically a washout until the end so very nice for us to have loads of nice weather be outside loads and um yeah what have you been up to in the past 1000 years since we did the podcast? Well,
0: I mean, one of the things that we did that we spoke about um, on our last podcast was that we took a friendship holiday.
1: We did. We actually did. I can't believe we did that now. (laughs) It feels like so odd.
0: I know and um, so it was when the restrictions just got unrestricted and we booked it sort of optimistically wondering if it would even ever happen and then it did and it was so nice and we were there with our other friend Sophie who's been on the podcast before and just the simplest things in life of just being around one table together watching Eurovision together which by the way if you don't already know I mean
1: you'll all know was a stellar year this year stellar year an absolutely vintage Eurovision oh my god so good we were so blessed to not only have it back in general which we were obviously all very happy about and uh, excited for but for it to be such a good year so many bangers so much campness so much queerness so like just everything you could ever want from Eurovision and more um yeah it was so good I can't believe how much fun we had watching it and like how how much the hype was real when uh when that little uh eurovision anthem began and we were just like so thrilled to be <laughs> alive <laughs>
0: yeah we were absolutely hyped for a rave the outfits the songs the dance moves and if we had been recording that week um i do have to give an honorable mention to my favorite entrant from um from that year and mine is from lithuania and it was by the band the roop and their song Tech. so if you haven't watched eurovision or you can't remember what song that is go back and listen to it it's on spotify i mean we spent a lot of the journey home listening to eurovision songs and don't you just love it when that happens i mean some years i'm not gonna lie i'm a big eurovision fan but we've had a few dirges in the last couple of years we really have
1: we really have we've had a couple of years where like there's literally basically no good bangers and there's just loads and loads of like ballady bit boringy ones um and yeah we truly have been blessed by the eurovision gods this year um and yeah that song that is like still the one that I listen to the most. Like yes. in, in, when I'm driving around, because it's so funny, it's so fun, and it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah so good. I love that one. Um, I also have uh, listened to loads, and you know that I really loved on the night the Finnish uh, entry, which was like just basically <laughs> like Finland meets uh, Limp Bizkit. Uh and I loved it so much. And like, uh, I loved that like their song just began put your middle fingers up, take a shot, throw it up and don't stop. It's just like so ridiculous. And just, I love that so much. And there was that thing like that line of like uh, something about like every psycho in the scene. And there was that thing of like being in a, being in a a, a prison of man-made misery. It was so like, just, <laughs> just perfect. Loved it so much. And I, I, I love it when there's like a, a like, uh as it were hard rock hallelujah uh, entry into um uh eurovision because it just like adds an extra element of just like chaoticness that is you know a bit different and i just love that so much
0: yeah and we also had great representation this year from the presenters and we also had um trans princess nikki tutorials taking up the mantle um as one of the presenters and um, had her decolor colletage bejeweled with the colors of the trans flag and she did an absolutely amazing amazing job so um love obsessed with nikki tutorials she looked like a gorgeous a gorgeous nintendo princess and that is what i love to see and there was also you know as well as the campness the highs lows there was a scandal there was the alleged drug offense by the winners the italians and um you know what more could you want in the eurovision it had everything covered all the bases
1: yeah I mean I mean yeah I mean did it happen did it not happen I mean the one thing that we can really truly take away and that we will always know now is that rock and roll never dies so (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it was it was something else it was uh so good and um such a such an incredible mood lifter very uh blessed blessed that we uh, are yeah. were able to and do it together and like like you said, like being on the friendship holiday was so nice do you know like, what one of the things that I just really realized that you know I missed and that haven't had for so long is like yeah, you know we've hung out done a few things outside, you know bits and whatever it's not like we haven't seen each other, but like the, having that extended amount of time with mates where you like where you go to bed at the same place and you wake up in the same place yeah. like yeah, yeah, so nice and-
0: I mean even like when we had that very b-minus Chinese takeaway it was the best Chinese takeaway I've ever had because oh god yeah (laughs) we were just high on life yeah Um, absolutely yeah so good and also who knew that Barnard Castle was such a gorgeous holiday destination
1: yeah it was so nice such a nice area would recommend to anyone um you know we stayed in a stunning place which had like a hot tub with a stunning view loved it I mean maybe the house was a bit haunted but we're not you know we're the jury's out on that we're not sure yet but um we think it might have been haunted um and but it was worth it for the hot tub and to hang out um yeah went on a stunning like nice walk up to like these amazing waterfalls never seen waterfalls like it in in, uh, England so cool um and yeah just a really lovely place so if you're looking for like a little getaway can totally recommend the Barnard Castle County Durham area (laughs) everyone else
0: was like taking hand on hip pictures in front of the waterfall and then it was just the three of us just like huffing back a family share a size bag of salt and balsamic vinegar crisps just like sp- like off to the side <laughs> and i wouldn't have it any other way
1: exactly yeah so yeah still riding high off that that was a nice time that was a couple of weeks ago now um yeah, well, I mean, we've just had a glorious bank holiday. Um, you know, I saw some family. It was really nice. I saw my nephews I haven't seen for ages. So that was really cute. Um, just lots of uh, hanging out, lots of cold drinks, lots of ice, lots of ice creams, lots of dresses. Finally being able to wear dresses. Absolutely loving that. So, um, yeah, it's a nice time. Have you got back on the Negroni since our holiday? I had one last night was my first uh, <laughs> post-holiday Negroni um, before I went to the pub uh, and yeah uh, it was it was stunning loved it so much had it on the, had it on the balcony just like deciding what to make for tea oh what a life
0: <laughs> oh yeah what what a treat what a dream as Nicole Bayer would say um yeah I had I had an April Spritz on Thursday which is I guess the baby version of a Negroni so I'm working my way back up
1: yeah absolutely yeah we did uh just to reference uh, we did have ab- like literal pints of negroni on our first night on holiday <laughs> which was you would think a complete mistake but and I, I keep thinking about this so we had like so much negroni that first that first night and then the second night I had so many beers um because we did a like stubby off of like l- l- trying all the stubbies from different uh supermarkets yeah. um the results are in by the way everybody they all taste exactly the same <laughs> so are we surprised no <laughs> am I pleased I still did it and sourced them all yes <laughs> but, yeah um yeah but uh what my takeaway from that though was like I was not really hanging either of those days after like I didn't no. feel great and I was like tired and you know that way because you don't sleep so well and stuff um but I wasn't like after the Negronis I thought oh shit tomorrow's gonna be difficult but it, I was fine and I think that that yeah. really speaks to the the genre de vie that we uh we give each other the the the, the burst of life that um we had in, in being together um yeah i wish i could have... took away my hangover who knows yeah i wish
0: i could bottle that essence for whenever i have a hangover on other occasions but um sadly <laughs> i think it's it's just that just that uh, sweet sweet mix of friendship that does it for me so um yeah that was absolutely gorgeous and other than um that what else have you been living and longing for in your life over the past few weeks Lucy?
1: I mean lots of bits have actually been quite nice obviously um and you know it's been a nice time um but my living for um actually I decided on just this morning was the fact uh, that I'm living for a <laughs> fact that we were supposed to record at, at um an, uh, a specific hour 11 um and yes that's right I was still in bed come quarter past 11 20 past 11 when I turned my phone I uh, like looked at my phone and forgot that uh we had said 11 um because I had gone out last night to the pub just on like a whim um with uh, my housemates and some of their mates and um I just like then was you know had a few too many beers let's let's not uh pretend I didn't and I, I'm kind of living for the fact that that is that can be the case that I can be late to this recording because I was basically a bit hanging and like have doing something with my life so that is uh, you know it's base level but <laughs> it feels kind of good <laughs> to, to to be uh you know able to say that oh god sorry I'm late because I did a thing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah that that is what I'm living for um and then I am longing for um so I saw my family last weekend and then we sort of um we've already we've got a holiday book a week booked in September in Anglesey um but we basically were like oh we want to go on holiday again already like sooner um and then very last minute my well we were like let's go to Devon because like we love Devon um we're supposed to go for my 30th it's like a place we usually go um and then they're like, "Yeah, let's go in like July when my mom finishes school, so a, a bit before like most of the schools um, go out like go out for holiday." And then I spent like three days like search scouring the uh, the internet to like try and find somewhere because obviously everywhere's like pretty much booked up. Um, and then found an absolute gem of this like house on the coast, close to really close to the village that we love called Beer. Um, on this old like estate, it's like got its own private beach and everything. And I found this house and we booked it and now we're going to Devon for a week. In July, early July, so absolutely longing for that. So pleased, uh, should be really nice. Um, and I was uh, I, like, after we booked it, the person con- uh, contacted us to say that it had only just come available because someone had cancelled. So we were like, so lucky to find it, like in that. And I was very pleased with myself for having found a good place. So yeah, I am longing for that. Can't wait to you know be by the sea and do all the sea things, which I love to do the most. Yeah. So that is what I'm living and longing for. What about you, Olivia?
0: Well, similarly, I am longing for my hollies. I am going away to the seaside um, on Thursday for um, a long weekend. And then um, the next week after that, I'm going to go to Wales. Um for another bit of different seaside and yeah I just I hope this weather holds up hopefully it will and just yeah I don't know like I never thought I would be so um hyped for UK breaks but I, I really am I'm just like not in the stage of life at the moment where I can get my head around all of the ambers and reds and things to like have a plane so for now it's just going to be this vibe and then maybe later on it will be another vibe but um yeah I just can't wait to like have a bit of a break read loads of books in the hot tub go on some nice walks feel the nice sand you know dream life I've
1: got a hot tub yeah yeah not
0: not not a Whitby but at Wales yeah Wales,
1: nice that'll be yeah. so good I'm nice. excited
0: I love to be in the water as you know Um yes. but although I'm very much an earth sign I feel like I have some wateriness to me. So it all makes sense. And um, I am living for, and I know it's me and just like everyone else possibly in the universe, but I'm just going to say it call me obvious, call me basic, call me maybe. whatever you want to call me. Call me maybe, exactly. <laughs> call yet me maybe. But um, what I will say I am living for unapologetically is Olivia, Rod, Re, go. Is there anything else in my life? No. Do I want anything else in my life? No. Do I want anything else in my ears? No. Is all I think about is the Sour album? Yes. I can't pick one song. Yes, it's my track of the week. The whole Sour album is my track of the week. Her whole oh God, we've got
1: to put the essence, whole thing on the playlist. Her whole essence. You've done, is this, before. Well, You've done this before with another album. <laughs> look,
0: look, look, look. I will maybe pick out, Okay good for you is is the obvious choice yes. right yeah and I, I I love good for you I love Olivia Rodrigo so much that I had a dream that it was Halloween and I
1: dressed up as her album cover <laughs> that is a true fan absolutely I'm gonna hold you to that when it comes to October this year well I think it would be a great outfit because it's just a lot of stickers yes that's true yeah 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 a lot of stickers. cool a lot okay of stickers. we'll start sourcing then, your stickers for October
0: I also then the next day the Instagram filter became available with the song and you could have the stickers so I saw how it looked, and it obviously looks great, so obviously. yeah um I'll, I'll send you the video after this so you can you can wet your appetite for october um so maybe put maybe 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 okay, three, right, so we can have we can have good for you, we can have brutal, and we can have deja vu. Okay? <laughs> okay. I won't be accepting anything less than
1: three. <laughs> fine considering you and I are probably the only people who ever listen to that playlist I think it's fine um some people follow it some people follow it that's true that's true sorry sorry you're right I should believe more in our our playlist which I do actually love I think it's great um but um uh yeah I actually haven't listened to the album yet I've heard obviously good for you a thousand million times which is an absolute banger and I've heard what's that one driver's license which I think is so funny because like the end of it is such a like lord rip like it's like like absolutely the bit where it goes like red lights street yeah. signs yeah. it's so it's like lord light um and yeah it's lord I, light. and i think that it's funny that like everyone is like absolutely gagging for the new lord album right like we all want it so bad but everyone is like so it's like oh it's like a little taste of it we get like a little bit of it for now like we can like pretend but yeah, yeah. olivia rodrigo as the rest of it very like separate but um yeah that's um it yeah bangers i need to listen to the full album i will make sure to do that straight after this I mean, I I
0: love Lord, but that's probably not my favorite on the album because I'm I'm there for the for the bangers, yeah. Brutal, I love it. I love it. And I saw the other day that she'd shared that someone had um, got a tattoo on the side of their forearm that says "It's brutal out here," which is like one of the lines in the thing. And I was like, (laughs) shut up, shut (laughs) up, (laughs)
1: shut (laughs) up bit just a little bit I think yeah a little would you like a little tattoo um I do think that yeah maybe if not now when I mean what else are you ever going to want on your body forever um I think that that is the tattoo for you
0: another lyric in that song which is inspired and I can very much relate to is I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park
1: (laughs) that's so good yeah get that tattooed like on your chest here yeah just yeah.
0: let the, let the yeah. people know like, yeah, absolutely. Can see it in front of them as i'm trying to yeah exactly
1: her. so they can see and they know um
0: <laughs> yeah so i'm absolutely just living for any move she makes i'm living for it i am obsessed with her she is everything to me and yes did i strong arm my cousin into going to the gig with me and she's like 22 absolutely um
1: gig. have you got tickets
0: no because I'm old and I said to her when it happens right tell me because she always knows when things are happening right yeah and I don't always know that and she always knows that yeah so she's gonna tell me yeah and then that way it's fine and um I mean she thinks that she's a bit too old like she's a bit like oh am I too and so I'm like mate
1: no, I like, and the whole thing with this album release for Olivia Rodrigo is that, like, I, I've seen on Twitter and stuff, it's just uh, basically all the fucking, like, queers and gays being like, "Um, I wonder what Olivia Rodrigo's going to do when she finds out that her whole audience is, like, 30 year old, like, uh, queer people.
0: <laughs> yeah, who loved Paramore the first time around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Love that, Um, that like, TikTok that did, like, the from good for you yeah. into, into uh, yeah. hot, uh, no, into that fucking song which i can't remember the name of but yeah so good uh it is it is the same vibe um yeah what well yeah what what a living for and what a track of the week i very much agree very good so while we're here what is your track of the week lucy my track of the week a very like different vibe um but a good song and actually i i thought was funny um you put on a story last night uh, on Instagram. Um, So it is Like I Used To by Angel Olsen and Sharon Van Eaton. Um, Oh, yes. For the
0: Slater Kinney thing. Oh, yeah. So if, if you are not listening to those bits, they went out on Radio 6 Music yesterday, but you can go back and listen to them. So it's the Loud and Proud series for Pride Month. And there is Slater Kinney, there's Bimini, and there's a bunch of other people as well
1: yeah so I I had heard that song before it just like came up on my release radar I think last week or a couple weeks ago when it came out of itself kind of thing um and it's just a really nice song it's good I just love Angel Olsen and Sharon Van Eaton so much both of them um and to have them together on a song an absolute treat uh so that is my track of the week um I did do you know the Spotify the like the thing they've done which is basically like your. Spotify unwrapped, but for the middle of the year because they want to have you make one thousand million contents out of their stuff. Um, yeah, and my rise, my middle one, which it was like the one that's supposed to be your most emotional one or yeah. something, was Sharon yeah. Van Eaton. So um you know, I feel like it's only right to give her a um a, a credit in our track of the week um my main one was Taylor Swift which I thought was Taylor oh, Swift is my nice. most listened to uh artist obviously and then yeah. my like rising which is like you're something new that you're listening to is this like fifth wave emo band from like the states uh called home as Where. and I thought that was really funny very very me um, that, is, yeah.
0: that is so you I had Miguel sandwiched between Trixie Mattel and Louise and uh, also back.
1: At so one point, moment. they did get it right. My favourite part of that whole thing though was where they did the bit which was like only you would um, like pair this and this, like listen to this after this. And yeah. mine was only you would listen to Bright Eyes after BTS. <laughs> 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 that If that doesn't paint you a picture of me, then nothing else will. And that is oh. why I'm getting tattooed on my chest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I were ever looking to make friends, if I were to like read that on some kind of like meetup app, that's how I would know.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Maybe I should make it all my, um, all my dating profile things. And then the, yeah. I think
0: so. Yeah, I think
1: okay, so. cool, great, cool.
0: That's cool. how you'll attract the right person, I oh, believe.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well.
0: Oh well. That's just great, isn't it? Um. And so it's June, and it's Pride Month. Are you feeling full of pride this month, Lucy? <laughs>
1: Yes, always and forever. Every day is Pride Day. Um, Yeah, um, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, June is Pride Month sort of internationally, right, sort of thing. Um, But I always feel like a bit weird about that because, like, in Manchester, Pride happens in um, August. End of August as well. Yeah, like, end of August, exactly, yeah. So I always feel like um, it's, like... That's more when I like I'm like that's Pride for like Manchester or whatever. But no, yeah. obviously, all the time, Pride, always, forever, we love it. Um, and yeah, no, it's you know it's nice to see everyone being all proud. I just loud. think that summer is gay. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? Cool for the like, summer. I mean, obviously, like, we're cool. We're cool forever. But um, no,
0: but like that's our that's our that's our time, really. You know, yeah, if we I- don't have a time, that's that's the time. This is our time
1: yeah absolutely. I think
0: yeah. I think so like the straits have autumn let's face it
1: the stri- yeah absolutely they do uh yeah yeah they, they've they got their pumpkin spice lattes and fine you know everyone has to have something and um, we're not we're not taking that space away from you you can have that Um uh, yeah. but but we we have summer so yeah you keep um, your pumpkin
0: patches you keep your leggings you keep your lattes and we have all of summer
1: Absolutely. Step off. Um, summer is ours. Um, yeah. So it is Pride Month. Um, I actually, uh, one of the things I've been up to is um, over the bank holiday weekend, I wasn't my parents, but I came back swiftly for a one evening, one night only in Manchester on Saturday night. And I went to one of partisans first. Um, live events uh, in their new space which was such a thrill. Um, They've moved to um, one of the units in Islington Mill which is in Salford um, and they're setting up a new space and they were able to have a live event obviously with restrictions sort of lifting uh, lifting. and they uh, it was a queer family tea meets fat out meets uh, sort of fatty acid uh, and partisan uh, like queer cabaret um and it was so good um they had like obviously it was like tables you have to sit at um and they but they'd like made them all with like red tablecloths and like uh, a candle and a rose so it was like sort of like a jazz clubby like vibe uh... um it was so good and it was just so sort of like drag queens there was some spoken word there was some um like uh, just dancing and like poetry and stuff like that like a real mix um and it was so nice so fun so great to just like be at something not only be at something but be at something queer and I really felt very yeah very proud at that point and was very very like I couldn't believe how happy I was to be there like I didn't realize how much being in that kind of space is so important you know like I've known it but like I've not because I haven't had like let myself think about it too much because it's too sad that we can't do those things but to be able to do that was so good and it was a absolutely stunning evening and had such a great time so yeah um and there's lots of other bits coming up obviously for pride um yeah how are you feeling re pride feeling good
0: yeah i mean um we have got tickets to some of the weekends so whatever happens will be a nice time and also um there's a couple of events coming up in the not too distant future so um the LGBT foundation is putting on um, like a bingo, a pride bingo night on Thursday, the 17th of June at seven o'clock. And it's all of the like elements of bingo that you know and love. But instead of numbers, they're calling out LGBT icons of past and present. So that should be um quite a cute little time if you want to investigate that and as I said there's stuff going on on um BBC six and um yeah it's just nice to see that there's events happening and the partisan stuff sounds great I haven't been to any queer events in about 15 months so I will explode I think
1: um
0: did you listen to chromatica while any chromatica songs while you were there
1: unfortunately not there was no uh, chromatica there was some uh, uh, a very stunning uh human did a dance to um Shakira's hipstone lie which I lost my mind to because I was like oh my god hearing this song in a like environment like this it, I, did, I didn't know how much I needed it <laughs> so um yeah unfortunately no chromatica but you know there's time there's time and I'm you know I would want that chromatica moment with you to be honest so yeah yeah, it would be sad to me to not for not us to be together in 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 the clubs listening to chromatica so hopefully one day soon who knows but um yeah uh it it was good to be in a queer space definitely and we must protect them especially you know uh now so please go out to all um all and any uh queer events that you see advertising you think oh maybe i should go to that like do do go to it and support you know our queer pals and family uh more important than ever oh here we are again olivia it's uh it's been quite a while so i'm expecting quite a quite a big heated uh option uh, uh what is the word uh, thing <laughs> for this that's right everybody we're back and you know we've been having a really nice time but there are some things that still you know peck our heads and it's time for i don't agree with it so Olivia, what have you not been agreeing with in these past few weeks?
0: Oh, it's a zinger this week, Lucy. It really and truly is. How was uh, burger? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a long chicken. But what I have to tell you is, <laughs> um, what I don't agree with this week, Lucy, is it's a bit
1: of a. Hot, I feel like it's a bit of a hot take. Like
0: oh, hot take. Okay, so there's a caveat here. But first of all, I'm going to say the thing, and then I'm going to say the caveat. Okay. Okay. So, give you time. I don't agree with footnotes. Okay. caveat. and I don't, I don't agree with footnotes in the context of um, books that aren't like textbooks, right? So, in like novels or in any kind of like work of fiction, okay, um, because ones that. I've and, and and one of these books is one of my favorite books ever the dream house um which is full of footnotes that's probably the only one that I can allow to be an exception to this rule because I just find that you spend all your time going up going down you can't find your place again you're distracted you're taken to a different place you're not on the trajectory of the story anymore and I find it to be very distracting and and um fragmenting and that its purpose is to do the opposite, is to provide further context and explanation. But it does that. But
1: at what cost, Lucy? At what cost? Well, absolutely. Amazing i do yeah to you um i do uh, agree that in fiction it is like more annoying especially if it's like a lot of it it's kind of like mm, in like non fiction not so much but like still even then it's kind of like why isn't this just i i always i'm always like why is this not just in the text yeah just just <laughs> put it just put it in there and it's almost
0: like are you just like too lazy to so like oh i should put it in footnotes or <laughs> or what but,
1: I and think it's supposed it's so to be different. that that like it would detract from like your reading experience, but I like if, if it was in there, but I think that it just makes it worse. Like it'd be better if it I was, think, was just all in thank there. Thank you.
0: I think it, make it <laughs> makes it worse too. So um, I don't agree with it. And I don't yeah. think that we should be doing so many willy nilly footnotes as we do. Um, and that is what I'm going to say on that. What is your, I don't agree with it this week.
1: Right. My, I don't agree with it um it's something that I've I've always not agreed with but I haven't like had the uh opportunity of facing it for a while um and what I don't agree with um is (laughs) I hate I think it's so annoying and this is like for a lot of things but specifically when you're trying to find like a holiday home you have to go on like six, seven different websites. You have to know the specific area and then you have to search that area with different dates like every single time on loads of different places because there are certain, you know, there are holiday homes that are only on one website and then they're on another website. So in order to get like a comprehensive, like good search done, you have to search so much for so long and it drives me insane. And it like, especially at the moment when everything is like not particularly available, obviously, and you're trying to book for in four weeks time. I mean, who would do that? Um, But here we are. um and like it just is and it's like I just want one I want one website I want the internet to work for me <laughs> and I want one website where I go in and need like you know I want a holiday or whatever I want uh compare the holidays compare the cottages like I want to put them all in put in your details I want to be able to put I'd like to go for seven nights but I'm happy to go for four or five or six or whatever show me every single thing that's available when it would be available and it's all of them compiled that are on this website or this website or with this like agency like come on I mean it's not too much to ask surely the internet can do this for me but no it can't so yeah I spent like a very long time searching and it was absolutely something that I did not agree with
0: yeah, you need to build some kind of like holiday consolidator site,
1: and I think that those things do exist, but they never include everything. No, exactly, and it just—I just know that, so that's why I always like know that I have to look everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, I always win in the end. I always—I—I'm—I I'm, am not might blow my own trumpet, but I am well renowned for finding good holiday homes. So I am you know, it's worth it in a sense, but I just wish it was a bit easier.
0: Well, you can find us our Hot Milk Deborah Levy Aesthetic Holiday. That's fine. Oh, yes,
1: absolutely. we Will do. Can't wait so that's what we've been very annoyed with um you've had a real uh you know catch up there of what we've been up to but the one thing we haven't talked about which we usually talk about quite a lot and isn't it interesting that finally we have things going on that mean we don't <laughs> just talk about what we've consumed not that we you know it's nothing wrong with all the consuming we love to consume um but yeah so what have you been watching or reading or yeah what what, what have you been um uh digging your teeth into Well, I've been really
0: enjoying the brand new series of Master of None that is on Netflix. Um, There's obviously been a big gap since the last two series. Everybody knows all of the reasons why for that, but this series... focuses in on Lena Waithe it's uh, she's um, a producer and co-director I believe of this series and um as you know won an Emmy for one of the episodes in the earlier series and kind of had this rise to prominence um through that and directed Queen and Slim one of like the best movies ever and is back for this series and it is you know a snapshot in time of these two characters so it's Lena Waithe and um the actor Naomi Aki and they play um a couple a lesbian couple and um Lena Waithe has had a lot of success as a writer and they they have this cottage which I think you would just die about which is in upstate New York and it's very nice and they have this life which is sort of conforming to this sort of certain aesthetic which they sort of thought that they wanted but there's this sense of like unrest and it sort of follows um their stories really as a couple and then sort of as, as separate people and takes a bit of a turn into um, Naomi Aki, her character's um, story about um, her pursuit to be a mother. And it's a limited series. I think it's only five episodes, beautifully written, beautifully shot. I mean, as you would expect from Lena Waith. and um, yeah, I I couldn't recommend it highly enough. I think that, you know, speaking to the sort of quieter, more nuanced stories of queer life is something that we don't always see and it's um very beautifully represented in this uh in this series. And I think um you know you'd get a get a lot out of watching it I think it's something that feels quite different and quite refreshing and um I I really really enjoyed it it's it's very it's very quiet and quite intense but it really holds your attention in a way that's quite powerful and different to a lot of the kind of shinier stuff that you can see on Netflix especially at the moment so yeah that um that was really nice i also just finished um the second series of special so the first series i think came out a couple of years ago and um it's about this this guy who's in his um late 20s who has um cerebral palsy and is gay and it's about how he kind of like navigates life um with um dealing with his cp dealing with his sexuality dealing with his codependent relationship with his mother and um, who also is queer icon susan from friends and um you know it's it's light it's entertaining and um it's yeah it's 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 a good watch it's funny and he also um has this habit of like putting um pop culture references and things into into like descriptions and and ways of speaking so he'll be like okay um here's the so he'll be like telling a story and he's like oh here's the like Herbie fully loaded version of, of what I'm about to tell you and like it's very funny to me those bits and um yeah it's it's just it's um it's good I think, you know, if you're looking for something quite, it's it's not, it's not a sort of intense or something like Master of None, but, um, I think, you know, um, in terms of like a broad and rich spectrum of, um, queer content on Netflix, it fulfills the kind of like comedy light sort of, um, diverse, um, trajectory.
1: So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, what have you been watching? absolutely yeah that sounds good I'm definitely going to watch the Master of None series absolutely uh, on my list um, yeah I mean I've got a couple things um, I mean uh, first one it's not not queer really but I just want to recommend it because I thought it was absolutely stunning um, and I think a lot of people would uh, get a lot from it so um, it's a new Netflix special from the comedian Bo Burnham um, who people might know is like a sort of started out as like a YouTube singing you know like funny songs on YouTube kind of thing um, and went on to uh, direct um, Eighth Grade which is a movie I've talked about before on on the podcast which I absolutely loved and would recommend to anyone that's also on Netflix so get watching that as well which if you love things about high school slash middle school um, and being a teenager which as everybody probably knows by now I do um and yeah he has created this new um special which he made all over like the past year in like lockdown um at his house it's called inside and like I was I everyone is like going mad about it on like the blogs and stuff and I was a bit worried about watching it because I was like oh am I ready for like something that's like basically peak pandemic-y blah 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 kind of find myself avoiding those things but i was like oh no he is dead funny i've always liked his comedy i will like give it a go one night the other night um (laughs) and i put it on and then immediately was just like so entranced by it it's very funny uh the songs that he sings are so funny he does like one about it's like sort of like an r&b style like uh uh boy bandy song about facetiming with his mom um which is very funny there's one about like sexting so there's there's stuff about like you know generally like being in a pan like being in lockdown um yeah. as well as just stuff about like being a you know person ever there's one of the ones that <laughs> gets stuck in my head so much and uh is so funny and actually uh, we mentioned earlier about you know the straits having fall uh, and having um you know uh, lattes and stuff like that uh there's a song where he literally just like lists various things and then uh the chorus gets to the chorus and he goes is is this heaven or is it just a white woman's instagram um (laughs) it's, it's called white woman's instagram and it's all just about that it's so funny and it's so well done um and he's just very very good at uh saying the things that a lot of people are thinking um but in a funny way which is nice um and it it, but it's also very uh it's got really funny bits but then it's also very dark because he's not very well and is getting you can see him deteriorating um with his mental health over the course of like lockdown and stuff and he you know he talks about that as well um but he does it with such sort of um levity and uh, it's just I would recommend it to anyone who like you know if you've struggled um, or if you just want like something that will also make you laugh but make you feel uh, it's very very good um, and there was a bit uh, where he talked about turning 30 in lockdown obviously something that uh, uh have experienced and you know we we have both you know turned an age uh, in lockdown uh, twice for some of us and um I <laughs> had a very uh dark moment after that and was like oh my god i felt very but then he does say so it's very dark and then he sings a very funny song about turning 30 as well which uh was really nice um and then just as i was everything was getting a bit too dark i was like oh i need to pause this there's a stunning little intermission put right there for where you need it he knew he knew that everyone would be like oh god so <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i found it very like uh intense and uh, difficult but actually it really helped as well um and it's kind of like that thing of like you know you see someone expressing things that you've thought um but then also still being doing their main craft being creative being yeah. funny um and yeah i would just highly recommend it it's such a good watch um and is something about the pandemic which i think is good which you know um a lot of pandemic related content i'm not into but that is a very good one so if you're into that kind of thing at all absolutely watch it it's called inside it's on netflix um and uh yeah you'll get the song stuck in your head and you'll love it so much <laughs> oh great yeah it's it's
0: hard to get kind of like pandemic creative content right um absolutely. so i think it's very clever if you can um pull that off in a meaningful and sort of humorous way so yeah i'll definitely check that out and um, the last thing that i wanted to mention before we go is a podcast that i was listening to so i listened to it on and off um all the time i've mentioned it before homophilia which is um you know a kind of like comedy interview uh format podcast and the guest that they had on um on the week that i that i listened to it was um my main crush claire deval as we all know and um it was interesting and I wanted to talk to you about it because she addressed some of the Happiest Season stuff um (gasps) yeah but like yeah she kind of did she kind of did but I think you you should listen to it and see what you think I think it was a bit of a tricky interview and I don't know whether it was because so like the hosts were I felt treating her in a very sort of like kid gloves kind of way um which I was a bit surprised by and like everything they were saying there was sort of caveating like you don't need to answer this you don't need to answer this and I don't know whether it's because she is um, a very private person I, I get the impression that she maybe is and their podcast they sort of ask questions about you know that are quite personal to do with sexuality and all of that stuff and asking her sort of personal things you know about her coming out around you know like but I'm a cheerleader all of that stuff Um, that I guess she's probably been asked about so many times and probably yeah. at varying stages in her life has wanted to Answer more than other times, possibly. Um, so she did talk about that stuff. And then in the later part of the podcast, they got on to Happiest Season. And, you know, she's saying how she was writing from her own um personal standpoint of like being a guest at a lot of other people's um Christmases and how that can kind of feel and um what that sort of means um as a as a queer person, how it sort of like gives you an insight into quite an intimate um, family life that is not your own and this extra layer to it where you go as the friend or you go as you know whoever and it's not you know kind of like being open about your full um story and so she was writing it from that personal standpoint. Again, I have like no issue um, with that as as a as a film idea necessarily. But I suppose you know we've discussed this before. What we do have issues with is is the kind of like lack of um, growth or education that the main character goes through. You don't really feel satisfied by it. You don't really feel like she's learned that much about herself or has um, you know left people in a better place than than she found them as like a partner or as a friend or any of those any of those things you don't really get that satisfaction of her character development and i think they were kind they were they were addressing sort of in the round that um you know they came at it from the view of like oh you know some people were upset that um is it it's abby isn't it the main character
1: is abby the main character Uh, harper's the well abby is um uh Kristen Stewart and Harper. Oh so the Harper's
0: one. the one, yeah. yeah. Right. So they were like, oh they you know, um they wanted Abby to get with um Aubrey Plaza's character. Yeah. Um, And that was like this whole thing and it was a bit of an uproar after the film. And she was like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I get that. And I get like why people would want that, but I felt it was important that they have this friendship and it's an important thing to say that, you know, um, not all um, of your queer relationships need to be sexual and how you can like have um, this relationship and sort of meet a soulmate and a kindred spirit, but it's not like your, your partner necessarily. And I totally get that. And I think that that's a valid thing to say and believe and feel and i agree but i don't think that's what people were annoyed about
1: (laughs) yeah no exactly (laughs) i yeah i I totally agree like you know we had many feelings about this film um and yeah i think it's really really good to to depict that and like that bit in the um in the bar is very nice it's very queer family it's very like it's a good bit but ultimately it's not done well enough because you are left wanting that to yeah. be the partnership. And that is a failing of the story if yeah. you're if you don't want your main couple to be together. Like yeah. that's a failing. It, it,
0: it would have been more satisfying if they'd have like solidified that as as a friendship. But it yeah and then you know the the Abby's character had the sort of self-confidence and wherewithal to be like, actually like I'm worth more. I'm gonna like leave this relationship. And um have this friendship with this amazing woman that I found to be friends with, like that would be way more satisfying to me than what actually happened. But I just thought it was interesting to mention because I know that, you know, we have uh, had many a discussion about happier season and um, it's the first time that I've heard um, Claire Deval talk around some of the more sort of like negative um, aspects of that film. Um, so it's interesting. And I think that there were plans for a sequel, which they mentioned and she shot it down quite quickly so I think that again is interesting because maybe there was and maybe you know I don't want to start the rumor mill here on queer longing but <laughs> it is just interesting as you know you know we're all like obsessed with anything quite uh, mainstream coming out that is queer obviously that is what this podcast is basically about so we have to discuss it and um I wanted to mention it so yeah that is um kind of it for today I think we have managed to rumble through of our bits and as we've just said it is the beginning of um pride month so we hope that you are um starting to dip your toe back into the waters of queer activities whether that is um you know doing zooms or going to some in-person events or whatever we just hope that you are um feeling that sense of community around you and if not then you know come and visit us once a week we will try and um actually be here again once a week <laughs> if we can although we do have a couple of holidays books so who knows we'll try our best um hoping to have some more guests on in this new sort of season of life of queer longing and um there's some stuff in the works there and um we hope that you enjoy the fab weather get yourself a lemon water hydration is key and we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time
1: bye bye <music> Okay, right. Bring the right. energy again.
0: Bring we, the heat. We have to do all of those bits again because there were some good bits.
1: Okay? I know. It's so annoying.
0: Okay. Right. Okay.